Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Body Image Revolution. I'm so freaking excited. Today, I am about to share with you a unique and actually very profound episode. It's a coaching call, an actual real-life coaching call for Margot Tweeto of Margot Explains It All. She is hilarious and she is extremely witty. She's an influencer on Instagram and TikTok, as well as a host of her very own podcast, Kiss in Tel Aviv. She's also an amazing social media coach and consultant. We really share a lot of the same values when it comes to women-related issues and Zionism. I've really always loved the way that she sees things and just her funny and unapologetic nature. So I'm really happy that we're doing this collaboration together. It's going to be a full boudoir experience, which has been a long time coming. We've been talking about it for a long time. And through doing this together, we will be sharing this entire process from the coaching call to shopping for her lingerie, to personal preparations, to her actual session in my studio, which is happening next month. And I'm so excited. I am really just enjoying every moment of working with her, and I know it will be the same for you as you listen to this podcast and hopefully follow her incredible journey on social media. Hello, hello. Hi, my dear. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Good. I am so excited to dive into this coaching call and consultation with you. We have so much to talk about, and I think we'll just get started. So... Can I ask you, I know that this is a collaboration that we're doing together and you and I both have very strong values about the messages that we want to get out in the world. But if you put that aside for a moment and think about why you want to have this boudoir experience, why do you personally want to do it? I want to do the boudoir experience because I... At the risk of sounding vain, I love photo shoots. I love having my photo taken. I think it's such a fun experience. And I want to do something sexy and elegant and really just have a fun time and be on camera and do a photo shoot. I think it sounds incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever done anything like that before? In an intimate setting like that, like lingerie or artistic nudity? I did a boudoir shoot for an ex-boyfriend years ago. And it was, it was interesting. I was living in New York City at the time. And I didn't really have a lot of close friends. It was hard for me to make friends in the city. So there wasn't really anybody that I could bring along with me to encourage me. And there wasn't anybody really to talk to about it. and. I wasn't even sure if it was something that was going to be well-received by my now ex-boyfriend. And it was like a surprise for him. It was. It was. We were in a long-distance relationship, and I wanted him to have a sexy souvenir from our (laughs) Our trip. Yeah. And I think he really liked him, but we didn't stay together. I have no idea what happened to the photos. And it wasn't the most elegant experience. The studio was a little dingy. The photographer was kind of just trying to I think get in and out and the makeup was not good it was not good (laughs) I ended up choosing a black and white photo because the color photo did not make me feel beautiful at all you're saying all of the color photos you didn't like because of the way the makeup was or just like everything all together yeah there was something about the black and white that I did appreciate I did like it sort of added what candlelight kind of adds in real life. And I loved the way that it looked. I also love black is one of my favorite colors, <laughs> if you call it a color. And so I I'm always black drawn and white. Me too. I'm drawn to that kind of look anyways. But I would like to have something maybe this time that is more colorful and vibrant. How did that boudoir session impact the way that you saw yourself, if at all? There were only a few of the photos that were printed that I actually liked. I remember feeling sexier when I was taking the photos. And then when I saw them, I thought to myself, this doesn't look the way it's felt. I don't know. It's sort of like when you have, maybe we all in our house have that skinny mirror. 
which is probably mm-hmm. a toxic thing, but it's a certain shape. It's our <laughs> mirror. We know the lighting. We're like, yes, I look so good. We walk out the door. Then we're walking down the street. We see our reflection in a store mirror or something, or we see right. a t- mirror and we're like, that is what I look like. I don't know no, if I like no, that. that. And as someone who is a content creator online, that happens a lot when I'm not necessarily in control of the image or the video that's being taken of me. And I kind of have this reverse dysmorphia where I look in the mirror, I I like what I see, and then it's reflected back to me through a different angle. And I'm going, that's not how I remember feeling. Yeah. And so did you make that mean something about you? Not in like, I'm not judging you in any way, because I think that photography has a huge impact on the way that people and especially women see themselves. But when you saw those pictures, were you like, oh, that's just not a good photographer (laughs) or this is about me and I actually don't really know how I look and I can't really trust myself when I feel beautiful because I might not actually look that way. I think it was a combination of both. I don't want to be the person who doesn't like their photo and blames the tool. That old photography term. What is it? A good artist never blames the tools or something like that. Right. It's interesting that you say that because it almost sounds like it's a better position to blame yourself versus to blame the picture, even though that means that you have critical thoughts about yourself and your body. Yes, that's definitely true. But I did think that the approach to the photos could have been more artistic and feminine. It's not like Mm -hmm. they were out of the pages of Hustler or anything like that, but they just didn't feel sophisticated. Mm -hmm. And I would love for something to feel sophisticated and sexy and to show that it can. ball. Yeah, or even even if it's... You know, everybody has different tastes. What does tasteful even mean? I just think for me. That's I'm so just, true. When I said know? that, I was like, okay, I don't really know what that means. Like, it can be really slutty and also very artistic and yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Exactly. And I would love Slutty to- in a good way. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yes. Everyone listening. Word around here. <laughs> I would just love for it to feel sophisticated and to feel the energy that I felt when I was taking the photos when I look at them and they're reflected back to me. Yeah. Yes. That is a really, really beautiful intention. How do you think having that mindset of this is actually not for a boyfriend or a partner or anybody else? This is for me and I want to have fun with it and I want to feel aligned in terms of how I feel and how the pictures look and all of that. How does that change your experience for this time? Like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Last time I did the boudoir experience, it was it was almost 10 years ago. I think it was eight or nine years ago. And I didn't have an online platform. And I think I'm worried about people saying cruel things to me in the comments about if this is something you did just for yourself, then why do you need to put it on the Internet? And I kind of got it. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe they have a point. Sometimes when people say things and they hit you in a certain way, it makes you realize that maybe that's something you were already insecure about. So, right. Well, I think that probably hits on that feeling of like feeling like it is something that is vain. Yeah. Yeah. And that it is for validation. and. Also, I I think about privacy and now that my platform is growing and I've had more exposure recently, I want to inspire people and I want to do something sexy because there's nothing wrong with that. And at the same time, I want to feel like it's safe and that it's not going to be hypocritical or contradictory to why I'm doing this. I'm doing this for myself. Again, it begs the question, why post about it on the Internet? That's a really, really good question. Well, I guess my first question that came up is why is the desire to feel sexy and to be seen actually not vain? I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. It's You kind of think it is. I think as women, there's so many 
contradictory messages that we're constantly receiving. And yeah. it's if if you're more modest or you're more shy, not that those two were the same thing, but just as an example, it's it, people see women in the Madonna war complex in this dichotomy. Yes. And if you are being modest or reserved or more conservative in the way that you present yourself, then you're approved and you are rigid and you're stiff and you're no fun. But then if you do something sexy, obviously, immediately you're you're a whore. You want attention. You're doing this for male validation and you're vain. It doesn't matter what happens to you after that. Doesn't matter what happens to you after that. You deserved it. You had it coming. Ooh, that hit me. Yeah. What does it mean to you to feel sexy? What emotions come up when you think about the last time that you felt really freaking sexy? I feel, for me, sexiness has an element of strength to it. It has an element of independence. And mm -hmm. I feel the sexiest when I'm not in the space where other people's opinions or their gaze or their thoughts about me matter. Yeah. And that's been really hard lately. And we could talk about this either now or as we continue to speak on this call. It's been really hard lately because I recently got a very personal wave of online hate. And every single comment was about my looks or about my character in terms of my worthiness. What the hell is wrong with people? I don't know. But I think, I think as women collectively become more strong, visible, more visible. I think one of the last things, there's this phenomenon known as the extinction burst. The extinction burst is kind of when old societal norms are falling apart and those who still adhere to those biases or those bigoted ideas express them even stronger in a burst right before they go extinct. Yeah, and I've heard about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I really relate to that. I see that happening too. Right. And I think where we're at now with women's equality and femininity being taken seriously in modern times, there's a wave of extra cruel behavior that's taking place. And I think that one of the last strongholds of that is men telling women that we're either whores or that we're ugly. Because those are two things that historically have always been held against us and have always been used as fear tactics to make us feel small. And, yeah. it's, and they work. And they work. And they know that. And if we live in certain societies, thank God, unfortunately, it's not true for all women around the world, but women are becoming more financially independent, contributing more financially to the world economy. And we're much more independent in terms of what we can do in our rights. And because of that, I think that the patriarchy and toxic masculinity, that energy still knows that we're still impacted when they call us ugly or when they call us fat or when they insult our body or our sexuality or our worth with those with those insults. Yeah. But and it they, seems like based on like kind of what we've been talking about in this conversation so far, it is this feeling of I want to feel sexy and have this desire to feel sexy and to be seen and to do whatever the fuck I want. And at the same time, there's these longstanding stories about women and prejudices and ways that we've been used against ourselves in a way that still affect us. And it seems like you're kind of going between the two to figure out okay, what do I actually want here? And how can this actually be for me? That's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. I think we're at a unique point in history that no woman has ever embarked on this past before, which is a beautiful, wonderful thing. I wouldn't choose any other time to be alive. And it's also got its own unique challenges and experiences that there's no rule book. There's no, there's no guidebook. So we just have to kind of Make our own rules because life's 
short. Carpe diem. Totally. Okay. Totally. And I'm also like, I'm also, I don't know about you. And I think Israel's like this pretty traditional country. I live in a modern Orthodox community or Dachi Lumi. And I don't feel like I'm sitting in this new paradigm that you speak of at all. I feel like the opposite. And I'm like a pioneer or I'm paving the way in my own way. And so I was bumping up against that and bumping up against the grain feels really difficult and sometimes lonely. Do you experience that living in Tel Aviv or not as much? Totally. Absolutely. That's why some of those comments hurt so much because I I really love being single, being independent. It's not to say that I don't desire or crave loving partnership, but I've never been driven by relationships. And, you know, I'm, I'm not married. I don't have children. And as a child-free woman, still, even in Tel Aviv, it feels like you're going against the grain if you either haven't done that yet or if you don't ever want to. People always have something to say about it. Yeah. Even people who you might think are the most open-minded, liberal, everyone supportive. Yeah. I've I've been told things by people that were the last folks I would expect to be critical of a woman who is child-free or unmarried. Wow. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense for the culture and the country that we live in. Yeah. Sorry that you have to experience that so often. Thank you. Well, I mean, luckily I have supportive people and I have folks like you in my life that are here to deliver this amazing gift to the world and I get to be a part of that. So it's it certainly helps. Yeah. And, and it, it does feel good to be a part of something like that. And if you are a pioneer, to find other people who, who have the same perspective as you and just kind of uplift each other. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not the same perspective in every way. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that just like that would be boring. <laughs> yeah, that would be boring. <laughs> okay, so back to this idea of sexy. You said that there's a strength to sexy. You feel the sexiest when you're not in a space where other people's opinions or gaze or thoughts about you matter. What else? Like, what other emotions come up when you imagine in your mind's eye feeling sexy? I think other emotions that come up when I imagine feeling sexy are it's it's a looseness. It's a free flowing kind of energy. My natural tendency as a person and in my body, I'm very tense and very tightly wound. And I hold a lot of my feelings in my body, as we all do. Yes. Just talking about this today. Yeah. I, I clench. I forget to breathe. I hold a lot of tension in my in my upper upper body. So when I feel very sexy, none of those things are present when I think about it. Like you lose your inhibitions a bit. Yeah. And the tension melts away. I feel like you're kind of describing what it means to be in the present moment. Right. Yes. Beautiful. So strong, you have a looseness about you, free-flowing energy, not caring about what other people think about you. Your tension completely melts away and you're able to be in the present moment. Anything else? No. It's, if it had a taste, it would be rich and creamy and buttery, almost like mm-hmm. a, it, it would be like butter pecan ice cream. It would be, it would be like a rich fall flavor. Come this fall early. Oh my God, I saw that. I so relate. I'm dying. Yeah. I'm dying for autumn to come. <laughs> yes. Sexiness is like autumn. There's, there's, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Like a cool breeze. Oh, and then those like deep aromas that are rich and delectable and just young. What? Oh my gosh. So, You've basically described what sexy means for you. And I think you answered your own question about is sexy vain? Do you agree? Now that it's put in that framework, it's not vain. When you go through and describe it using your own words and your own feelings, and you can put words to those, 
Vein didn't come up once when I was nothing. It's like even the opposite, like literally the opposite. Like you're in a space where you're not even thinking about other people's thoughts. That's wild. What a cool reframe. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. I think we're seeing like all of these images of what it means to be sexy and all these messages. And we don't take a moment to stop and think, okay, what is actually sexy for me? What does it feel like to be sexy versus let me fit into this societal box and continually feel that pressure of like never being enough, never being thin enough, never being sexy enough. And living with that on a daily basis and always striving for something that was never even ours to begin with. Yes, it was defined for us. You're absolutely right. And it's held against us all the time and held over our heads. And also it's like dangling a carrot in front of somebody because you can never get it. You can never achieve that. You didn't even make up the rules yourself. How are you supposed to know how to play the game? The world yeah. right now. How do you win? You don't. Seriously. You just get out. Seriously. And so your desire to want to feel sexy and to be seen and do this photo shoot are for all of these reasons, which are so deep and so beautiful and self-fulfilling. And knowing you and the conversations that we've had, I would venture to say the reason why you want to share it is because you want other women to be able to experience that. I do. And I think if you want to have an experience that you want others to share, you have to have it yourself. And it's something I want for myself. And unapologetically, because you've been made to feel bad that you want it. Yeah. But if you reframe it like this and you're like, no, it actually really is for me and these amazing aromas and feelings in my body, then it's a completely different, a different thing altogether. Yeah, I agree. It's amazing. So if somebody does say, oh, I think this is vain or you come across that thought in your mind again. What would you like to replace it with? I've been realizing recently that sometimes my first instinct is to get defensive and to prove myself and to prove people wrong and to defend my actions and my beliefs and the things that I say. And makes sense. Lately, when I've been getting hate comments or people saying rude things to me, I'd give myself a little bit more time before I need to respond to it. And then I think about it. I'm not going to lie. And I want to come up sometimes with something witty or snap back. But then I just realized that if I leave it alone, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And Because it doesn't have power over you at all. Yeah. I don't have to give it any part of me. And yeah. as tempting as it could be to want to defend myself and want to reply to comments like that, Whether they're online or in real life, it doesn't require that. It doesn't. Right. And when you do have this certain belief in yourself or your values, you're able to come back to that when someone says something. Yeah. Terrible. And sure, we're humans and it's not like nothing ever affects us, but it affects us to a much lesser degree. And we can just, like you said, leave it and move on. Yes, I agree. And I think I'm at a point in my life and in my online career where sometimes when I get these waves of cruelty, it does give you a thick skin and you sort of reach a new level and then you have to get to the next one. And each time you have to overcome something like that, like what I've been experiencing recently with online hate, you realize that they're simply not, they're not true. Those things are not true. And the more you're solid in that, the less those comments bother you. Right. Because part of it is like maybe agreeing with them a little bit. Exactly. And let me just tell you something. When people say things about me being Jewish, it's laughable that you control the media or you you're all plotting world domination it's because you know deep in your bones that's not true (laughs) exactly if if jews controlled the media i would have freed britney ages ago okay (laughs) but so when i hear that kind of stuff i know it's not true so it just doesn't bother me and i can just it's like but when i first started getting those comments it really did because i was like wow people really think that's true and when people say anti-semitic things to me 
it's I'm not the only one that they're referring to. They just happen to see a Jew that they're saying it to. And that's yeah. you just gave them the opportunity to let out their anti-Semitism. Right. And and I know that they would say that to any Jewish person. But when people say things specific to me or specific to my appearance or specific to my character, that hurts. They're tapping in on our deepest insecurities as women. Yeah. Like you said. Exactly. And that's still something I'm trying to get better at dealing with. I, I don't know. It's not really a natural experience for people to have. So what if this thought that this whole photo shoot in vain comes up again? What would you want to like for yourself? Not someone else says it, but it just comes up in your mind. What would you rather think about it? I'm not sure if I have a specific idea of what to replace it with. Other than the first thing that comes to mind now is who fucking cares? Who cares of all the things people see on the Internet? Of all the things people watch in their private time, is my boudoir photograph really the most explicit or offensive or downright nasty? No. The answer is no. If my presence or my body offends you, you can kindly leave. You don't have to stick around. That's the first thought. Right. I'm not... it does feel a little bit defensive. I was just going to say that. It does. It does. <laughs> I'm going to call you out. Yeah. So I don't know if you have any suggestions or, or advice on how to kind of replace that with something. Well, I think it was everything that we spoke about, about what sex be really is to you. Like, how can you remind yourself of that? That it actually, when you feel sexy, it really isn't about anybody else. Like deeply. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That will take more practice, but it will be worth it. it so it, when you think in your mind, oh my gosh, is what I'm doing like wrong or vain? And you want to replace it with something. And maybe you don't fully believe it right now. But what would that be? Would it be, well, actually feeling sexy is not about anybody else but me. Or feeling sexy is meaningful and important. Or I'm doing this for myself. And then... I also want other women to experience it. Like what resonates with you the most? Something about it being personal and just reminding myself that it's up to me to determine what's sexy and how I can convey that. I'm not sure how to to me. It's up to me to determine what is sexy. Like that is so freaking powerful. There you go. There it is. We hit it. We hit it. So good. So freaking good. And then I think what might be helpful, I don't know if you resonate with this, but just literally going through this process for your personal self. Of course, we're sharing parts of it and whatever, but really allowing yourself to be in that sexy energy, to be present and to be vulnerable and be yourself so that you can get the most out of it, like literally just for you. And then the decision to share, first of all, it's not just like out of your hands. Like, I'm not just going to share any picture and do whatever I want with all of this stuff. Like, this is you. You get to make the decisions about what you want to share and how you want to share it, which is huge, but not, it's not huge. It's, (laughs) it's, that's how it should be. Well, Um, yeah, it is huge. So when you have that aspect of like, okay, this is personal, sharing it is like something completely different and you can kind of approach it that way where it's like, okay, I did this thing for me and now I'm choosing to share it. Does that make sense? I love that. I love that because that's where your light, when it's shining, can illuminate the path for someone else who might really, really need it. And, and you and I both know that very well. Yeah. Yeah. So ultimately, this is something that begins with with my desire to do it and with my definition of what sexy is for me and can result in something being shared with other women that can be a helpful reminder to them and and spark a little bit. Not only just helpful, but like needed. We have been robbed of our autonomy of our internal power and it's not to sit here and be like oh we're the victims like we can't do anything about it like that's what we're doing now and you're showing people this is a path to empowerment this is a path to owning what it means to feel sexy and to be in my body and to do whatever the hell I want I love it so good okay so 
Now I'd like to kind of transition over to like the wardrobe consultation and styling consultation of this yeah. thing, which is really, really fun. Yeah, yes. say that. And I love that you described what sexy is. And then you even went into like visuals of like rich, creamy butter and butter pecan ice cream and fall and like deep aromas that are really rich and delicious. And I'm wondering how we can take your definition of sexy and express that in the shoot. Okay. So for me, one of the things that sexy also is for me is fun. It's Fun. When you feel sexy, you're usually having fun. You're loose. Yeah. You're going with it. And there's a quirkiness and a lightheartedness about it that yeah. I want it to feel sophisticated, but also energetic and vibrant. I, I like that you mentioned that because like this whole process and journey that I lead people through, sometimes people are a little bit nervous to enter it because they're like what's gonna come up like is this gonna be so emotional that I won't be able to handle it and what I always say is first of all people get to decide how much they want to share and where they want to go with their experience but also we can talk about these deep important elements of yourself and insecurities and all of that and then we can also still have this session be fun and lighthearted and just like free and liberated and it's not that they're opposite of each other that Mm -hmm. actually is part of the healing Mm -hmm. i think that's beautiful i would love to experience that in the shoe yeah like a lot of women they'll you know tell me their story and share their their thoughts about themselves and their insecurities and all of that but then they still really do want to just like have fun because how many opportunities do we have to like have fun and sexy is fun Yes. I really looking forward to that. Just the fun of it all. Just to feel like a model for a day, you know? Yeah. Okay. So you want it to be quirky and fun and lighthearted. And I think that I really fits into the free flowing energy that you mentioned. Yeah. And I also want elements of it to be edgy and kind of sultry too. Very much. Okay, so what does that mean to you? That fun quirkiness and the edgy and sultry, like how would you describe that in an image? Okay. Obviously, if you've known me for five minutes, most people know that I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. I'm a huge Swifty. To me, love it. It's kind of the reputation era, the aesthetics of the reputation era. There was still a lot of fun to be had, and there's still a lot of vibrant, happy, energetic fun songs on that album but aesthetics wise she was black and white and red and she had her her wavy hair and she was rocking her black lipstick and her maroon lipstick mm-hmm. not that i want to wear that but just yeah the font and just the aesthetic of it it was pared down but her facial expressions and her poses were powerful and they were like i'm, oh, yeah. I'm here and here yeah i don't this is my reputation i'm the one that defines it yeah, that's so fit in with this whole theme because it's just so unapologetic. Yeah. Yeah, I would love that. I just want it to be badass and stylistic and just edgy and fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's really, really fun. And I'm so excited for that. So could you describe like, let's say you put an image in your bedroom, I'm not saying that you're going to, but maybe you will. You blow it up and you put it in your bedroom. What would that image look like? The iconic image from the session? I'm seeing curved lines. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing parts of an image and not necessarily a, f- a full image, maybe a particular curve or like something a little bit abstract and artistic. A bit abstract. I mean, you could still tell what it is, but it's like, I'm picturing like a butt like this. Yeah. Or so my style. (laughs) Yeah. Like the small of a bath or the curve of a a breast or the the hair falling back, but not the face. Just something that's that's not as obvious that somebody can look at and fill in the rest with their own imagination. Beautiful. Okay. I love that. Do you? Feel that it falls into the edgy and sultry or like yeah. when I think of that, I think of more like flowing and like this really feminine kind of, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd definitely love to find some inspiration photos that kind of capture 
visually what that looks like. But I think it's yeah, does, you know. So I actually I used to have my clients like create a Pinterest board of like inspiration of boudoir stuff. And then I realized that it's not necessarily so helpful for people because it kind of triggers that whole comparison thing. And it's not like we can fully replicate photos. Like you're a different person. I'm a different photographer. We're in a completely different place. So it's going to be your own thing. But what I do really like to do for Pinterest is to create like a sexy board and literally just like pin everything that you think is like sexy, like super sexy. And it could be food. It could be, you know, nature. It could be a piece of clothing. It could be a sexy picture of someone or a couple together. But just like create your definition of sexy in a visual form. Does that make sense? Yeah, that sounds like a very fun assignments. <laughs> yeah, right. It's so much fun. Okay, great. I'm so excited to see that. And then you can kind of include those elements of like the quirkiness and lightheartedness that you find to be sexy and also the edgy and sultry aspect. Cool. cool. Like all parts of you. We're not hiding any part of you. I love it. I just had this visual of a lollipop, like a bright cherry ride lollipop and just a, a tongue and lips. I'm just like, eh. <laughs> love it. They really just like Miley Cyrus is like, eh. and it's like edgy. Yeah. Like, fuck you. I've always been drawn to that. That kind of I know he's totally the, the worst, but, you know, like a Terry Richardson kind of just like raw, like eh. he's yeah. terrible. I do not I do not commend him. I do not, you know, whatever. But visually, that's what I'm thinking of. That's all. That's really cool. So I definitely see incorporating that like playfulness, kind of like, fuck you. But it's independence, power. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm um, a pop music lover and a lot of my influences come from that world. And when I think about it, I think about the, the video for We Can't Stop by Miley. And she's dancing around with a giant teddy bear backpack. But it's funny and it's sexy at the same time. And that's what she... Ah, yeah, I've seen that one. And then I said it in that. (laughs) And she was very much... She had just the whole look of it. It was quirky and it didn't take itself too seriously, but it was hot. It was sexy. Yeah. Now I'm thinking of that reel that you did. You dressed up as Taylor Sway and it was like a boudoir session pretty much with a knife. And I was like, oh my God. That's right. Right? Yeah. Yeah, like that energy, not necessarily. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> or like blank space. Like I was in that costume. I love that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so here, like, I feel like it doesn't actually matter so much what the lingerie is going to look like because it's more of like this energy. But I do want to talk about that a little bit because okay. I know that you're going to go lingerie shopping. Yeah. And so excited for you. What kind of things do you like? What things do you want to try? What do you envision in your mind? I look really good in the color red. I think it looks really good on my skin tone and with my coloring. I love high-waisted silhouettes because I have a curvy body and I think it really emphasizes my curves. Like your waistline? Yeah. Curves. And I have big bouncy boobs and a big juicy butt and those are some of my favorite features and it's interesting because at the same time as much as I love having a big juicy butt I love it and sometimes when I catch glimpses of it I see cellulite it's flatter in parts than I would like I I really want to balance that feeling out what does that mean for you I don't want to feel that way about my butt I think it's a beautiful ass and I just (laughs) love it I really like you. It's funny because it's like you can see it objectively. You're like, yeah, this is a good. There's times where it's like. And that's so not I I just want to I want to disconnect from that energy. That's like not, you know. And so do you think that. okay? so there's a couple of different ways that I approach it with my clients. It depends on where you're at in your journey with your body. Right. So. People, if they come to me and they're like, I want you to change my body. I want you to make me look thinner. I'm like, that's not what I do. I don't do that. But there's certain images that would show more parts of your body that like, like for me, for example, my stomach was always my insecurity. So if you look at my old boudoir pictures that were taken of me, 
I'm always either wearing something that's hiding my stomach or in a position that's hiding my stomach. No one would really even think about that. But I, I knew that. I knew that I was like, quote unquote, hiding that. And then as the years went on, I like slowly, slowly started showing my stomach. I never thought I would like wear a crop top or show my stomach or anything. And then like last year when I did my boudoir session, I was just like, I actually feel comfortable showing it all and like not hiding. And it was so liberating not only to do that for myself in the session, but then also to share it and to separate other people's opinions of me to my own. And it was just like, it was amazing. And I know it helps a lot of women feel seen because they told me it was really, really yeah. special. So there's like, sometimes I'll tell people, you know, if you're not really sure, if you just want to go all out like that and just really, it's not necessarily emphasizing your insecurities. It's just like not trying to hide them, not paying attention to them like that. Right. If you don't want to do that, then we can do like a combination of the two and you can see them afterwards and then kind of make your decision from there. A lot of times this is like the goal <laughs> is to see yourself in a more loving and compassionate light, not just because you have makeup on or a professional photographer is taking a picture of you because I'm actually reflecting back to you what you look like and who you are. I'm still looking at it through an artistic lens. I'm not saying just yeah. stand there with your shoulders slumped over and whatever. Like I'm yeah. looking through everything yeah. in the way that I see them. And I really do see all bodies as beautiful. I guess this is a very long-winded way of asking, are you open to seeing things that you might be insecure about? I'm open to it. I'm not sure what's going to come up, but it, what if it's great? Exactly. Yeah, that is one of the really amazing parts of this experience is that most of the time when people see their images and they see the things that they've been so critical and so hard on themselves, they either don't really notice it and they have like this neutrality or they're like, it's not as bad as I thought it was. Or it's like, oh, my God, that's really fucking beautiful. Yeah. And I just never realized it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It sounds like even the worst case scenario is just that you choose a different image or you, you pose a different way or you do something that makes you feel better. It's fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, I think there's something in our brain that's like, oh, my God, what if this happens? It feels like something bad is going to happen. But yeah, like you said, like worst case scenario, you have a little bit of discomfort. But it seems like you're the type of person that has been able to face a lot of discomfort and move through it. Yeah, sometimes I learn lessons in a way that is a bit more uncomfortable than, yeah, the average person. <laughs> yeah, I relate. I relate. I don't, I mean, I, I'm an astrological person. I love astrology. And if you want to look at it from that perspective, I have a Scorpio rising and a Scorpio moon. And those two energies combined, being Scorpio, I don't shy away from the darkness of life. Sometimes it means that my emotions are very stormy, but, you know, I can kind of sit with that, like, darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And that I personally think that's really such a strength. And that is a lot of, like, what we're doing here is, like, facing yourself, facing everything that's hiding yourself and being open to, obviously, the good feelings, but also the ones that might be a little bit uncomfortable, but they will shift. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And imagine if they shifted towards the good. I mean, we always, especially as women, we're taught to just look at ourselves and our bodies as if we're, if we're not going to like it. Look at the way we accept compliments from each other. It's like our default is, oh, this old thing. Or, oh my gosh. No, I hate my nose. What do you mean? I look cute in that photo. Uh, what if we just switch the dial? What if we love it? It's the same amount of energy. Seriously, take a beautiful way to see it. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna like really explore everything together, and there's no consequences of that. It's like I'm not gonna choose that photo, or I am gonna choose that photo. Like that's the benefit exactly, and you have complete control over what you actually want to share. So love it. Okay, so you like high waistlines, you like the color red, you like your boobs and your butt. So we want to highlight those. Yeah. And when I say high waistline, I'm talking like, I like string, like, not like, not like the vintage, not the vintage style, more like the 90s wide, like the leg opening. I love that. Like, and stuff comes up on your hip bones and it sits like that 90s supermodel kind of like 
makes that beautiful. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. I got it. It could yeah, be like stringy exactly. and show everything, but like that's kind of where it lands. Yeah, I kind of take the Kim Kardashian approach in, in a healthy way. I think she once <laughs> said like bikinis look really good on your body when there's less fabric. And personally, on my body type, I think that's true. Like the the yeah. more I add, I think the more bulky it, it could look and it might not flatter my proportions. I have a, a somewhat longer torso and then my legs aren't as long, but I still have height. But I think most of it comes from my upper body. And so like elongating that and just those sexy lines, I think, make me feel really good. The curves. Yeah. So we're yeah. going to definitely accentuate all of those. Okay. So you want to find something that's red, right? I love One red. Piece of red. Uh, I also love the color blue on me. Okay. Like a colored kind of tealish color. It sounds like instead of just like the normal kind of like lacy lingerie, like you want to find something that's a little bit more edgy and maybe stringy and sexy. Yeah, that does that does kind of fit. Yeah. I'm not necessarily drawn to the more vintage style lingerie where it's more teddy kind of style or high no also that doesn't show your body i'm like yeah teddies yeah i i want these i love balconette bras i think they look incredible on my body i oh my gosh i mean balconettes like the french knew what they were doing (laughs) yes i love that amazing so yeah i think when you go shopping to look for something that is not the normal run-of-the-mill lingerie which i know that the store that you're going to miss nasmore they really do have really unique and interesting pieces. But yeah, really lean into this edgy, fun and playful, get red. And which actually like, it's funny because I generally don't really like red in the for some reason, because I think that a lot of times people think sexy and then they think red. Yeah. But it's not necessarily then, you know, but for this, it feels like that's you. Yeah. I'm, I just love sexy red underwear. I think they look fucking hot. Yeah. I have okay. So that that I that I like a lot. So maybe there's stuff from my own. Yeah. 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 Definitely can bring that. And doesn't seem like we want to do like more relaxed, like lifestyle stuff. Like I really do like you know off the shoulder stuff with like I like that or whatever. Yeah. I like that too. I think it looks really pretty. I was just looking at your page and there was a photo here of a woman in a white button down with knee high boots on, like up against. I think that looks cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So do you have stuff like that? I can pull some stuff. Okay. I'll about the things that I White button have. down or like baggy up the shoulder sweater or shirt. I think I have things like that. Yeah. Okay. And you can also just bring everything and we'll go through it. Okay. I'm happy to give my opinion. <laughs> yeah, never a problem. <laughs> and then in terms of like the actual lingerie, you're getting like two to three pieces do you like like one piece of? Maybe. I've never really had. I like one piece swimsuits, so I might like one piece lingerie sets. Yeah. I mean, as long as it's not just like a regular one piece, like even a regular one piece can be cool with, you know, just the energy that you're bringing to it. I mean, you're going to have your hair done. You're going to have your makeup done. We don't need like a lot of like extra, you know? So even like. I don't know, a black one piece or something could be like kind of edgy and cool. Yeah, I kind of want to see. Maybe there's things I wouldn't have thought of to pull that look really good. Yeah. Okay, so you're open and we're just going to kind of lean into that like edgy, different, stringy, sexy vibe. (laughs) I think so. I think that sounds really hot. Yes. And if you are there and want help, you can always message me or FaceTime me. Thank you. Thank you. I'd love to help. Okay, so that and then hair and makeup. Oh, okay. I want something that is glowy. I think on my eyes, I I really I really love makeup. I just I want to feel good about my complexion. Sometimes I get insecure because I don't always feel like my complexion is super even. And I would love to just have a soft look. I also think that I don't know, I do look good in a like a a blue red lipstick too. I don't know if that's something that's like too. I feel like it gives like a certain like look for the entire shoot. That's my only thing again. Yeah. Like, I mean, it could be something maybe with throw it on at the end and like try. Yeah. I don't necessarily want to do the whole thing. I like You could even like have a shot of you putting on lipstick. I kind of like that. Yeah. 
I, that, yeah, I do too. Because it also plays into like Kiss in Tel Aviv and I would love to have one of you. Like wow. a picture of like just your hand on your lip. Yeah, and maybe I'll even bring my, like my podcast mic and we can use that as a prop, you know? That would make mm, me really great. I, I love, love that. Yeah, so maybe there's something there. And that could happen at the end, but it, most of the time I love a good glowy, subtle, natural looking kind of look. Copper Big eyelashes. I don't do well with fake eyelashes. My eyelashes are naturally really long. So luckily that's, I I, Ooh. I have great lashes naturally. So no fake eyelashes. They don't work for me. My eyes are really sensitive and I've never had a good experience with fake eyelashes. I'm just like not a fan, but I have great lashes. So that's fine. Beautiful eyes. Thank you. And <laughs> yeah, for hair, I would love to have something that's blown out, curly, waved kind of. Yeah, I kind of like that, the contrast of like doing something kind of edgy and even maybe red, but then your face is not necessarily really dramatic. Right. I agree. I think that's then cool. those two together can be like, I don't know. It can. Well, I can. Look I, I'm not sure. If I, like, I'm not sure if I love that. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want. And I, I think I've shared some photos of it with you for the makeup. Just peachy, coral, bright, flushed, youthful looking skin with yeah. a nice nude gloss yeah uh, perfect also i am like a light smoky eye maybe like not yeah. like dark right and i think that copper and brown tones look best on my skin tone and with my eyes i really like when it's a <laughs> it's not a black smoky eye but more of a brown earth tone copper eye and also like maybe at one point the hair we the hair's curled and then at one point i like to put it up and maybe do like a quick little PC number. Yeah. Doing something kind of like that. Well, yeah, I really feel like a lot of this is going to just come very naturally for you and I. You like being photographed. I like yeah. photographing people. Like, we're just yeah. going to have fun with it. Yeah. And I definitely have some inspo in terms of makeup. I know you don't want to get to a place where the inspo becomes uncomfortable, but I definitely. No, makeup is different. Makeup yeah. is a little different. But also, I tell people, like, try to find a thing that is a similar skin tone to you. I found one. <laughs> yeah. You, okay. Good. Send it to me. Okay. Okay. And then after this, I'm going to send you a little just like synopsis of what we spoke about. But right. you have that, including like the coaching part of it. And then I also have a preparation guide for you to go through that has journal prompts in it and like how to emotionally prepare for the session. But then in addition, how to like get ready, what to pack, what to think okay. about. And just like we were talking about having our own definition of sexy in the same way, like if you don't get your nails done, don't get your nails done. But if you do, and that's something that you oh, enjoy and you feel good about, okay, <laughs> okay, good. So definitely get your nails done then. Or like people will ask me about hair removal and I'm like, well, what do you normally do? And if they tell me that they don't normally wax, I'm like, don't wax. And it's hard for them to conceptualize because they're like, but this is what sexy has been presented to me my whole life. This is what I see in magazines. But we're putting all of that to the side. Cool. Great. Uh, I also, again, this is something that makes me feel super sexy is, is a spray tan and just having that little glow. Uh -huh. I think it would really like turn up the night. I think it. I think it also makes the makeup look good. It makes my eyes pop. Is there any way that it would show that it's a, a spray tan? That's my concern. no, no. I get really good ones. I get okay. not on your hands or like different parts of your body because you're gonna be naked. Yeah, no, it, it'll be good. I promise. She does like the models, like all of the people. Like she's amazing. Okay. <laughs> and I've gone a ton like I'm like pretty pro at it now <laughs> I promise you, I, I totally understand why that would be as a photographer that would be a red flag <laughs> oh that's I actually do have that question how do you feel about nudity I'm cool with it it kind of goes back though to uh those photos I had taken I, I did some topless stuff and I did not like I'm I've taken some fire nudes by myself that I love the way they look I can even show you some that I like angles that I really like, but that photographer did not take it in definitely. It feels like another level of vulnerability. So you're like, am I'm I going to look like that? I, 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 I flash my boobs right now. I don't care about that, but I want to love what I see. I want it to reflect how I feel about myself. So I'm fine with it. Don't I'd worry, like I got you. 
I got you. <laughs> yeah, girl, let's do it. <laughs> not worried at all. Not one little bit. Okay, so I think that's it. Another question that I do like to ask my clients is how can you make this not just like a photo shoot, you pop in, you pop out, you go to work later. Like, how can you really give this a little bit more attention and time so that you feel at ease and you're able to get into that present state of being? I think that for this, I would like, I have like a pre-date routine that I kind of get into where I slow things down. I try not to plan things before. I try to give myself enough time so I'm not frazzled. And I think that exact routine would help. I also think music would really help me get into the... Yeah. Oh my gosh, the music is going to be so fun during your session. Yeah, it's going to be... It's hot music. Do you want to make a playlist? Uh, Yeah, I'll make a playlist for sure. I have a couple that I think would be great. Okay, perfect. And then like in the days before the session, you'll take time to get ready and relax a little bit more and give yourself a little bit more you time. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. That what are you gonna say? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Yes, I will. I will. Slow okay. down. I know it's probably hard. You have a lot going on. And I think that we are doing this with so much intention that it would be a shame to not give it the same attention during the actual session, which is when you really want to feel embodied and free. Beautiful. Yeah. Yay. This is amazing. I didn't realize that I didn't ask you what are your favorite parts of your body and which ones are you a little bit more insecure about? I love my boobs. I love my butt, depending on the angle. It's conditional. I've always felt a little bit insecure about my nose, but I've gotten a lot better about that over the years. Lately, I've been feeling like kind of insecure about like just certain certain angles of like my face. Yeah. Um, like the lack of control that you had. Like you know, see it from someone else's. Yeah, like when I was on my con segment, there were a couple of angles where I was like, that like the fucking guy shot me from like up. From from like the bottom and like, uh, no, just no. (laughs) It was like this. Like I literally was like this. But like that's you know that's not what you look like. Well, it was was what I looked like on the TV screen. I I know what I saw and it was it's okay. It's fine. It was not a flattering angle and that's just okay. Okay, I didn't like right. It wasn't flattering. But like it's not what you look like in real life. I want to imprint that yeah. <laughs> into yeah. a woman's brain that yeah. a bad angle or yeah. a bad picture does not mean that's how you look. Yeah. Nine I, times out of 10. No. Yeah. Probably yeah. 10 yeah. times out of 10. For sure. For sure. Okay. So, boom. But you want to accentuate those, the curves, your waistline that you mentioned earlier. Which parts of your body are you learning to love? The back of my legs. And I think my midsection. Uh-huh. I'd say like between my belly button and my like top, like the bottom of my thigh. Okay. Yeah. And what about those areas do you feel uncomfortable about? Cellulite. Uh-huh. Dimples. Uh-huh. Like wideness. Uh-huh. Are you able to look at photos and other women have those things and see the beauty in them yeah a thousand percent and that's what i want to achieve with this you can think of i have so many yeah i mean that's a really good place to be on in your journey if you can see the beauty of those things and other people because that's not a given so the fact that you're there means that you have been on this journey for a little bit yeah and that even more so, you now have this opportunity to take a step back, see the full picture, like quite literally, and see yourselves in an objective way as if you were looking at someone that is not you. Like yeah. That kind of distance gives you the opportunity to be a little bit more kind to yourself. This perfect. We got everything in. I'm so even more excited for the session. I feel like we touched on a lot of really important topics. And we will continue to be in touch. I'm going to send you the preparation guide. And then I'm totally here for you every step of the way. You can WhatsApp me, message me, and we'll just continue on this journey together. 
Beautiful. All right, my love. Thank you for this time and for sharing this wonderful energy with me. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, my love. We'll talk soon. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah, wait. Bye. Thanks, love. Bye. Bye. Wow. I am so grateful to Margot for really showing up for herself. But why do I even doubt that? She always does that. And I really just loved exploring these topics with her and helping her have more clarity about her intentions for this experience for herself and gain a deeper understanding of who she is and how she wants to show up in the world even more authentically so that she can feel more empowered and liberated in this experience and in her life in general. I don't even need to say how amazing and powerful and inspiring she is. I'm sure you all felt that as you listened. If you're not already following her on social media, do it now. And you can also keep tabs on her journey every step of the way. If you want to explore your own healing boudoir experience, sign up for a no strings attached discovery call with me so that we can connect and see if we're a good fit. Okay, I love you all. See you next week. Thanks for listening.